Tell me, Bob, a little bit about um, what is your favorite lane to be in in all of the financial vehicles that you are able to roll out in front of customers and help them with? Which area do you find yourself uh, most enamored with, like your favorite spot to be in? Yeah, there's actually two, if I might. One is I, I love helping families build for their future. And um, I think there's a real opportunity to do that in some of the permanent life insurance that's available. Um, there's It's not a big lift and um, the, the vehicles provide protection against the downside. So it's not like being in the stock market and you're exposed to you know, these big dips that have been happening here over the last number of years, uh, you're protected against that. So I, I really enjoy helping people plan for their future. And in a similar way, I enjoy working with businesses and finding them money that they didn't know they were entitled to. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host it's the master storyteller himself james kevin o'connor hey 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 it's a beautiful day yes it is and i'm so happy to be back to work i took two whole weeks off i had my phone off pretty much the whole time i did not take a laptop with me out to beautiful Rocky Mountains, California, not California, what am I saying? My guest is from California, uh, Colorado, two weeks in Boulder. And I had been out there a couple of different times, but never had the luxury of just going and hanging out and uh, snowmobiling out in the winter, uh, winter park in the Rockies, climbing the high peaks, and it was glorious. So uh, I'm revved and really happy to be back hanging with you guys. So I've got an old friend here we haven't talked in a long time. I've had this show in the bank for a while. And um, he is, his goal is, and his passion of course, is helping and educating friends and customers in the financial services area. And um, he's been serving people through the financial services area since he first got licensed to sell real estate in California in 1979. So he's got a couple of different businesses going on and he is going to join us today and teach us all about what to look for in financial services and how you can leverage that to help you in your life. So strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City all the way out to the San Francisco Bay Area to hang out with Bob Nissen. So we're rolling today on Podcasting Your Global Career, and I have Bob Nissim with me today from sunny California, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what he does, and if you're looking for financial uh, guidance, I think you're in the right show today. So uh, welcome, Bob. Thank you so much. Great yeah, to so, be Yeah, so tell me a little bit about um, your, your uh, trials, tribulations, your journey. Was it a circuitous route? Was it uh, all like right from the beginning or how did you get into the area that you're in business these days? Um, it has been a long and winding road, to coin a phrase. <laughs> I 
And uh, it, it's always been a desire of mine to use what I feel are my gifts, which is understanding business and finance and economics and how they affect people directly. And um, I try to help people enjoy a better quality of life, whether it's the individuals that I protect with life insurance or the businesses that I consult with to help them reduce their expenses and increase their bottom line. Um, my goal is always to, to help people, you know, um, get better. Yeah. So life insurance, there's, there's a good subject to talk about. Where are we in the life insurance fields? Cause um, I don't know a lot about it and I hear people talk about it all the time and say things like, Oh yeah, that was a really bad deal. It sounded great at the time, but you know we don't do that anymore. Um, then you hear about yeah, it's a great way to fund certain things that you're trying to do in your life or protect certain assets or or so forth. So you know, broad strokes, what can you counsel us on to look out for if there are people looking for that as a vehicle for protection or investment? Right. And, and that's a great question. The way you framed it is perfect. For one thing, um, people are very oftentimes reluctant to look at, at life insurance because they have it through their job. And the one thing that I would like to counsel people on is I personally have been laid off eight times in my life. And every time I got laid off, my benefits went away. So I learned early because I became a father early. I was a father at 21. I was a homeowner at 21. <laughs> I've been married to the same woman since I was 21. <laughs> I'm not 21 well, anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, you're 27 now and you're still Yeah, happy. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, so I've always had insurance of my own. Now, when I was a very young man with a lot of bills and a mortgage and, and, and a wife and an income to protect... I bought a lot of ter term insurance because it was something I could afford. And it's a great vehicle for that, but it's not a great vehicle for later in life. If I was talking to somebody like you or me, you know, you really want something of a permanent nature because one of our greatest risks is becoming uninsurable. And if we have something we want to protect, you have to do it while you're healthy. No insurance company issues life insurance for people who are not healthy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, so timing is really important. It's something that people should look at throughout their lives. And there is a permanent kind of insurance versus that term. And sometimes that's a better fit, but it's all got to be customized based on what is the solution to their biggest concerns. And so that's where somebody like myself comes in. I find out everything I can about their situation, who their family is, how it's made up, what are they trying to protect for? Is it just to pay final expenses? Is it to educate their children down the road? Is it to retire and have additional income over and above their pension? So there's a lot of different reasons to have it and different ways to use it. And so that's what I help people with. Yeah, I see some of these uh, things that come in the mail every so often. And it's like, uh, you know, you can buy this much uh, and, and, you know, uh, term insurance or whatever. And you don't even have to... Uh, there's no no um you know no health checkup, no doctor's report. You don't have to report anything. Just send us in the premium and here you go. And you know, I suspect it's somewhat of a lottery thing. You know, it's like it's like just throwing a little the dice and going, 
all right, we're playing the numbers game because insurance is predicated upon that a lot, I think, is like, you know, we know how many policies we need to sell to to cover X, you know, and um, right. I just kind of laugh at it because and then you look at the benefit and it's like, oh, my God, it's, you know, like that's nothing um, for a lot of money, you know, but, right. uh, but uh, you know, myself, I'm, I'm blessed to be, you know, healthy and I don't worry too much about it. But like you bring up a good point, if you don't have your health and you need insurance, man, you're in a kind of a tough spot, you know. Um, yeah, very tough loved ones you know then you then you have to revert to things like you know what you see on tv the uh colonial whatever you know 995 and and that's it's guaranteed issue that's why they issue it what does guaranteed mean it means if you can breathe and send them a check they're going to insure you but what are you getting for that and that's what's really at question and, and why people should at least de delve deeper into what they're doing and their understanding of it before they make a decision. I believe in people making informed decisions. And, yeah. And, and you can't do that from watching the TV ad. Right, right. Hey, what's your take, uh, Bob, on California um, losing state farm insurance? They're moving out of the state. Uh, or or maybe they're not moving out, but they're not accepting any more new policies is, is what I understand. Yeah. And and really, that has to do more with fire insurance and homeowners insurance. It's a casual property and casualty, which yeah. is not something that I'm directly involved in. But right. to speak to your point, I have a huge problem with these insurers that take money all over the country. There's disasters everywhere. People yeah. live in Florida, they're going to have hurricanes. People live in Kansas, they're going to have tornadoes. People live in the Northeast, they're going to have snowstorms. Yeah. It's like, that's what an insurance company does. Yeah. That's why they pay actuaries all that money to figure out how to balance the risk versus the reward. And so it really is um, difficult for me when I see these big insurance companies say, we're not going to offer homeowners policies any longer, or they cancel people's homeowners policy. It's like, what are they in business for? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit too selective, you know. It's like, it's like we you want your cake and eat it too, and not share it too, you know. Well, <laughs> and I understand, you know. I mean, all of the insurance companies, for the most part, are for profit companies, and so yeah. they have shareholders and everything, you know, constituents to to appease. I get it, right? But there's got to be a balance, you know. It's kind of like a health insurance company that says no to everything you ask them. That, well, my doctor says I need this, and the health insurance company says no. It's like, why? Didn't I pay for health insurance to get coverage? You know. Yeah. Uh, car insurance, same thing. Get right. in an accident. You know what do they want to do? They want to cut your benefits. Yeah. I've been paying premiums for the last forty years. You don't yeah. want to give me some of that money back? No, they don't. Yeah. Tell, tell me, Bob, a little bit about um, what is your favorite lane to be in in all of the financial vehicles that you are able to roll out in front of customers and help them with? Which area do you find yourself uh, most enamored with, like your favorite spot to be in? Yeah, there's actually two, if I might. One is I, I love helping families build for their future. And um, I think there's a real opportunity to do that 
in some of the permanent life insurance that's available. Um, there's, it's not a big lift and, um, the, the vehicles provide protection against the downside. So it's not like being in the stock market and you're exposed to, you know, these big dips that have been happening here over the last number of years, uh, you're protected against that. So I, I really enjoy helping people plan for their future. And in a similar way, I enjoy working with businesses and finding them money that they didn't know they were entitled to. Wow. Can you give us an example? Like, what would you look for that they don't they don't have? Um, well, there's all kinds of things. Um, there's certain tax considerations, uh, like, for instance, businesses that have uh, capital leases or own real estate, and they do a big investment to improve the property so that they can use it so that it functions for them. And then they don't understand that there's ways to accelerate the depreciation that can actually put a lot of money in their pocket right now. It was something that that we were doing a lot of during uh, COVID because companies were didn't have any cash flow. You know, they were shut down. And it's like, I need to pay, I still need to pay my mortgage. I still need to pay the bills. I need still need to turn the electric on. And so um, there was an opportunity there. Another big area of opportunity is in uh, large hospitals and um, medical providers, surgical centers, um, with what's happened uh, with the healthcare in this in this, in this country, there's there's millions and billions of dollars that are billed that are never paid, and I help companies find that, and so that can be a real difference maker. Wow, yeah, you you, you remind me of uh, a story of um, uh, somebody I knew in business. Uh, they had a they had a telecommunications company as, as I did at that time. And they they kind of went off on this tangent of they came up with this idea of doing um, phone audits, and and it was like they went after their they went after um, I think it was either Verizon or AT and T at the time, and their first client was American Express, and they realized that the phone company had overcharged them to the tune of over four hundred thousand dollars, something crazy like that. And, uh, you know, they went in and they, I think either they did a split or a percentage. So, um, yeah, actually I think that's what they took out of it. So I think it was more than that, but I, you know, apparently the company had, because American Express is so big, they probably had a whole bunch of buildings and phones that were just like, they're just, they're never shut them off. They didn't, you know, but whatever. Right. And they kept just paying and paying and paying, but, uh, they turned that into a business. They said, well, let's get out of telecom and just do, let's just do phone audits and, Right. And, uh, talk about finding money. So you're right. I mean, th this exists in such a large way that um, people just don't know. You know, they forget right. whatever. So, right. Not only do they forget, but, you know, sometimes you can't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. And if no one's ever kind of shown you, then it's really hard to, to know and understand. Yeah. And so that's an area that it there's there's so much information that it's hard for any one person or even any one department to kind of go through it all without the right software and expertise. Yeah. To bring to the table. Yeah. Can you share with us um, any stories that you had a client where you had some surprising success or, or a, an unusual story that you helped somebody out with 
uh, that you can share with us and, you know, uh, kind of about the subjects that we're talking about, which you counseled them, them on something as far as enlightenment. They didn't know what they didn't know. And you helped them see the light. Can you, you got anything like that for us? Yeah, actually, you know, it's interesting. I was speaking to one of my colleagues just earlier today. So it's not my story. It's his story, but it's still a good story and it fits this. Um, they were working with a small hospital in the Midwest and their um, annual revenues was in the $150 million range. Um, they had a lot of billings with, you know, hundreds of different providers of services, insurance companies, so on and so forth. But they did an audit of just the top three or four, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, you know, the big ones. And what they found was that um, although they had billed for all of these things, with the way that the billing came in and the reports and the there were so many pages, so many lines, they lost track of what was actually paid. And at the end of the day, even though they had some specialized medical billing companies look through and scrub their data and get them money back, even after they'd gotten a two or three percent return, and they were very happy about that, we were able to come in right behind that and get them an additional 15 to 20 percent because of the technology that we're using that is proprietary and relatively new in the marketplace. So we're really excited to be able to share that with people. Excellent. Who was your, um, you, you, you shared with us um, the two areas that you like to operate in. Who is your favorite client? Is it, um, and you talked about uh, helping out small businesses uh, as well as, as well as individuals. So do you have a favorite area that you like to, um, to help people in or, or a favorite client, I should say? Um, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I was, <laughs> I'm kind of a reverse peculiarity. I, I was a curmudgeon at 20 and, and I'm just the opposite of that now. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy people. Um, so my, my thing really is, is this connection is to develop a connection with people and then to serve them as if they're families and family or friends. I, yeah. I just, I, I want to connect with business is done with people you like and trust. Yeah. And it's never a one-off transaction with me. I, I'm not here to sell you something and then just say, bye, thanks very much. Put whatever it is, is that comes to me in my pocket and take off. That's not my way. I, I, I love developing relationships with people. So um, those people that are personable, that enjoy interaction, that's that's my favorite. So, you know, that can come from a lot of different places. Wow, Bob. So you came out of the closet, literally. <laughs> I, I can relate. And, and and people, I mean this in the most, you know, physical way. I mean, he was in a, a dark closet with no lights on because I was there too. <laughs> and I operated in a silo for so long. And uh, I guess part of that was for me, it was like, you know, not trusting people and so forth. And then, uh, you know, I changed that whole modality a few years back and said, you know, you can't really do anything. If you if you want to do something special, something big, you can't do it by yourself. No, it just, it just doesn't happen. You know, you need a, your tribe and you need people who um, there are people who will just like you found out who will embrace what you do and, and surround you with uh, 
love and power and say, yeah, I'm, I'm here for you. I can, I want to see you succeed. And, uh, you know, those end up being your customers sometimes too. So uh, it's, it's a much more pleasant journey, I think. So it really is. I mean, as a young man in my twenties, I was a bond trader. And so, you know, it was kind of like the, the whole bonfire, the vanities thing, you know, and you kind of muscled up and trampled over everybody. And, you know, it's like, this is what I want. And this is what I need. This is what I got to have. Yeah. And, it was, you know, so your your description of kind of being a silo is actually very accurate. <laughs> yeah. I went around angry with the world. Um, but uh, my wife is is a wonderful individual which is why we've been together for nearly five decades now um but uh, she taught me about people and opened my eyes and i have done a lot of work to really come to understand who i am and and i have found that that as i lead my life and lead all my transactions and my interactions with love and openness for people that I get so rewarded and I get so much out of it that whether I end up doing business with somebody or not is, is kind of beside the point. It's like, was I able to help you? Did this interaction enhance your life or detract from your life? And I wanted everybody to be able to say, hey, I met Bob. It was great. My, my life was enhanced. We didn't do business or we did. But you know what? He's a good guy. And not because I want to be a good guy but because I want to be a servant. And, and I think that, you know, um, there's so much strife going on in the world these days. Um, I believe everybody is entitled to take care of themselves, take care of their families, you know, have some money in their pocket, have a nice time once in a while, be able to eat when you want to eat, be able to go to the doctor when you need to go to the doctor. It's like, it's a very simple thing for me. It's like, everybody's entitled to that, whatever walk of life they come from. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That That is good. And as we're winding down, um, any last thing you would like to uh, reach out and say to anybody out there who has been considering getting some kind of uh, help in your world, financial, insurance, anything um, in the financial services industry, what would you say to them? that would make them feel very confident about reaching out to you? Um, that that my first goal is to do what's best for them. I, I am honestly and truly somebody that believes in a fiduciary type relationship. I put their interests above my own. The most important thing for me is that I do the right thing for them. And I know that if I do the right thing for them, that all other rewards, whatever that might be, will come to me in their own good time. And I'm perfectly fine with that. So um, just be able to be comfortable, be trust whoever it is you do business with. Figure out, is this somebody that I can rely on? Because unfortunately, I've done business with and known a lot of people I didn't want to know. (laughs) You know, it's kind of being in that business. You just meet people and it's like, you know, you want to go wash. And I never want anybody to feel that way. And so I don't treat people that way. Nice. Bob, this is awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, we will put all of your links for people to reach out to you in the show notes. So anybody who needs 
uh, the kind of counsel that Bob offers, please reach out to him. And I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your wife, your family, and your career moving forward. Thank you very much. And God bless you and everybody that listens to this, because we're all God's children, and I love you all. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes, and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me, and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on, baby, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on, we can unlock each other's destiny I taste the breeze of freedom, it's tingling on my tongue You and I out on the road will stay Pictures in your mind I'll take you places